Welcome to the Spirituality for Badass Babes podcast. This is a place where we could all overcome our darkness to become our own heroes and finally start living a life full of abundance and purpose. I'm your host, Anya Halama, and I am a spiritual business transformation and healing coach. And I am here to help you live a higher vibrational life so that you can be in alignment with your dream life and soul purpose. Before we get started, I have some very exciting news. I just launched my brand new book called Rebel's Guide to Spirituality. It's a book that goes into my deep, deep healings and thoughts on my spiritual journey. I've literally put my heart and soul into this book, and now I am ready to share my light with the rest of the world. You can purchase the book by going to rebelsguidetospirituality.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, I am with the beautiful Tiffany Patlon. She is an author, a healer, and she just published her first book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. Oh, so beautiful. Tiffany and I actually got together before this before this podcast, and I'm super excited because her and my story is very similar, actually. So I'm really excited to bring you guys to her because we're all about healing here and expanding our consciousnessness and just becoming the best version of our ourselves that we can be and whatever messages, whatever tools resonate with you. I'm sure she has some beautiful tidbits as well. So welcome, 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 Tiffany. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and to share my story with the world. Yes, exciting. So tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and how you became this beautiful healed woman that you're (laughs) right now. Well, currently I am I homeschooling mother of three beautiful boys, a wife. I live in Utah where it's really cold. I currently have two businesses. One of them is in the cosmic suites. It's in the nutrition type field where I'm trying to help educate people about nutrition because I feel like we kind of need to relearn about nutrition. And so that's what that business is about. And also because those people that have a sweet tooth, um, I have a lot of recipes where you can replace things like sugar with uh, natural sugar, with bananas, with different things like that. So without sacrificing nutrition. And then I have another business, Herbal Potions, that I'm developing to have products that will help you enhance your spiritual journey. And then my book, which I wrote because I experienced an amazing transformation in 2019. I guess I'll start like from the beginning where I came from. Yeah, I'd love to hear more. (laughs) Well, it all started... Well, when I was writing my book, I tried to think about that. When should I write my book? Like, when should I start it? From when? And in doing so, I realized that I had to go back as far as I could possibly remember. And that's when I realized that and started learning and putting two and two together that I had actually been raised in a home where there was psychological abuse, physical abuse. You know, my mother, she's never been diagnosed, but I, I, I believe she's mentally ill. Um, I recognize a lot of characteristics in her that I had like anxiety disorder, depression, things like that. I also suffer from PTSD, which I don't anymore. And I'm so thankful for. (laughs) So I was being raised in that type of environment, starving for a relationship with my mother. And it just wasn't a good one. It was always a challenge. Didn't have a good relationship with my brother. My father was always working. So I often felt alone, unwanted, unloved, hated even. I ended up turning to self-mutilation 
my mother had kicked me out one time and I remember wandering around the desert and uh, I was barefoot because I wasn't ready to be outside and anybody to see me. So I hopped the wall, wandered around the desert, saw broken pieces of glass in the ground, carved I hate mom in my arm. And in looking back, that's when I realized that I was just a poor little girl starving for attention and affection from my mother. Soon after that, I ended up getting bullied in school in fifth grade. I was supposed to start wearing glasses and I didn't want to because I was afraid, you know, of all the ridicule. And now it's like a fashion statement. People wear frames without even lenses. So I started getting bullied, which, you know, I started questioning who I was as a person. I felt started feeling lost. I mean, the, the issues just kept piling on. After that, when I was 12 years old, my parents ended up sending my older brother and I to Texas to live with family, to visit family. I always say live, but it, it was just to visit. Unfortunately, while I was there, I ended up becoming, I experienced being incestuously raped by my 23-year-old cousin. And I didn't tell anybody because I think I was still in a state of shock. There's a term in, term for that, but I always forget what it is, but it, it, it describes in my book and I describe it as what a possum does. You play dead. And that's something that a lot of us who experience rape, we either fight back. It's like you either fight back or, and usually I've noticed like when people fight back, you have the tendency to get like hurt. And I think with me, maybe it was fear. I'm not sure, but my body would go into a paralyzed state. So I would literally just become paralyzed. I would be screaming in my head, you know, for these incidences to stop, but they just, I just couldn't use my voice. And that that's the other thing that I think played a role is that I didn't develop my voice. I didn't learn that I deserved to be heard. My parents, I remember my mother telling me that I'm not allowed to question her, which I think, you know, was not a good thing because I ended up growing up with things would happen and I never would question anything. I just did what I was told, which led me to further abuse. After that incident with my cousin, I ended up asking to go live with my, or to go visit the other side of my family. And that's when I was molested by my uncle. And so I got the nerve to speak up about it. And I was scolded at first. And then when he walked into, he was there, he had left, I guess. I just remember it being morning. He came in and he looked at me and he said, what's the matter? It looks like you've seen a ghost. And that's when I realized I must've looked scared. Like if I was, you know, terrified. So I decided, you know what? I need to speak up. I spoke up. I told my grandfather, I'm sure he didn't know what to do. He, I could tell he was upset. Nothing really came from that except for me being extremely awkward, having to repeat my story, which ended up being a watered down version after a while because it was so extremely uncomfortable and if that's all I was going to get was an awkward apology and just that weird uncomfortable feeling the last thing I was going to do was mention anything about my cousin so I didn't then I ended up coming back to Las Vegas all of this you know trauma that I've been experiencing and it just kept building I ended up being sexually active at the age of 14 there would be, there were still so many issues with my mom. She would kick me out of the house. So I ended up wearing my bikini underneath my clothes. So that way I could always sleep in the jacuzzi at night because it would be cold because I had nowhere to go. I would sleep with my head out like this on, on the jacuzzi. I remember that would be the time when I would steal brushes, makeup, a toothbrush. I would use the sprinkler heads to brush my teeth. I would hide because the kids, all the other kids were going to school and I didn't want to get on the bus because it was dirty or not, not no clothes or just didn't feel like it because it was so pained. So I would find myself with other adults around that would do drugs, drinking, you know, just being left out in the street. And then I'm um, at one point, I, my parents sent me to go live with another cousin who incestuously raped me. 
And that happened again a third time by his brother sometime when I ended up back home at my parents. I was also raped by somebody else when I was there living with my cousin. It's a beautiful experience, believe it or not, now looking back because I see that I was always being protected. Back then, pagers were all the rage, and my cousin's wife had gotten me one, but I didn't have a phone number where I was at, and I was so scared, and I remember wanting a phone to call because I could tell that I was in danger. Later on, after that episode happened, I ended up walking back to the apartment because this guy let me go. And there was a ton of police cars there. And later I find out that my cousin's wife received a text message with a series of ones. And in this little booklet, it was, it stood for emergency, like for help. So, I mean, who else, who did that? You know what I mean? Exactly. God, my angels. they were always there. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that back then. And now during this whole thing that I've experienced with writing this book, it's been a series of ones everywhere. And it finally clicked for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, they've been there the whole time. And I never, ever realized that because my life was just full of so much trauma. Even after that, I'm still at the age of 14. I tried to spend time with my mother. She was in a rock concert. So I bought us concert tickets and my father dropped us off but he didn't pick us up because we ended up going home with strange men. Later on, this 32-year-old man would become in an intimate relationship. I was playing stepmother to his two kids. He would light me a cigarette, make me a Jack and Coke mixed drink, which again, because I didn't develop the power of my voice, I just, I, I thought, oh, how sweet. He's lighting a cigarette for me. Oh, how sweet. He, you know, he made me a drink. He's always thinking I'm his girl. You know, I felt special, but it was so twisted because as a young girl, you want to be nurtured and taken care of by your parents. And since that, I wasn't getting that, there's this 32 year old man over here who was paying attention to me. He was taking care of me. Granted, he was also sexually abusing me. I was a minor. He had no business that relationship was forbidden. And so again, after all that, it just more drugs, more drinking, more men catching me off guard, being sexually abused. There's important story that I, that I like to share because it's an amazing part that I was hitchhiking and this guy picked me up in his green Jeep and he took me to a friend's house. We were partaking in drugs and alcohol and then he's like, hey, let's go, let's go for a drive or whatever. And I'm like, fine, yeah, whatever. So we go and then I start noticing that he's driving me out of town and I start to get scared because I've lived in Las Vegas for a long time and I've heard all the stories of the bodies being buried in the desert from the mafia and all that stuff. So I was scared because this guy was a stranger. I didn't know him and I was terrified. I, I honestly started thinking that this, oh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna freaking die at her, you know? <laughs> so he drives us out there and I pretended to pass out because I was scared. And so he drives me out there into the middle of the desert and there's nothing around. I mean, if you're in Vegas and you look up, you can't see the stars because of all the lights. So you have to drive out of town to see the stars. And I could see the stars. And, you know, I'm just in the Jeep and I'm like, you know, pretending to be passed out and he's quiet, it's quiet. And I don't know what's going on. Then I hear that familiar belt buckle and I knew it was gonna happen to me. And he violently raped me and he could have kicked me out of the car. He could have left me there. I could have been running, screaming at the top of my lungs. Nobody would have heard me. He could have killed me. He could have done worse. You know what I mean? And he didn't. 
you know, for whatever reason, and I do believe it was a divine power that helped me again, he actually drove me back to where I was living at the time. And he didn't, I don't know, I don't know what compelled him to do that. Like why drive me out to the desert and then drive me back? And that tells me I am meant to be here. What about the time when I put the knife up to my heart and I wanted to just plunge it in and just end my life? I couldn't do it. I would be like, uh, and something would stop me. And I would do, I tried to do it like two more times. And now I know why it wasn't my time. I was not meant to go, but back then, boy, did I not know that I didn't understand. I hated the way that I looked because I felt like I was put on this earth to, to satisfy men. That's what I started thinking that that was just my purpose in life because that's all that happened to me. Nobody stopped it. Nobody was intervening and it just kept happening. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I just never learned the power of my voice to speak up and take care of myself or save myself. And this happened for years, a string of failed relationships. I ended up becoming in forcefully impregnated at the first time it didn't happen. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna have a baby. I was all happy and excited because I love babies are cute, you know, but this was, I was like maybe 17, 17 years old, 18 years old. It's weird because when I became pregnant, it's like that maternal brain turns on, it kicks in and it starts to tell you. So you start looking at things differently. And I started looking at him and I started thinking, he's no good, but I was pregnant. So it is what it was. I kind of thought kind of didn't go through too well. And I ended up miscarrying that baby. And then he proceeded to forcefully impregnate me three more times after that, which I opted for abortions. And I talk about this in my book. I didn't understand what an abortion was. And if I was ever in that predicament again, I would never, I would never, ever, ever choose that. But I did at the time because of the information I had, which was nothing. And I, I do, I go into more detail about that in my book. I share a lot because I know that's such a hot subject with a lot of people, but I believe a life is a life. And it's something that I've had to forgive myself because it breaks my heart to know that, you know, those were my children, you know, it was hard, but I learned to forgive myself because everything that happened led up to that point. And it's not like I was trying to deliberately do something wrong. So that there's all that. And then I ended up getting, you know, I promised myself that I would be more careful because I didn't want to go through that anymore. I ended up eventually getting smart enough to leave that guy. I mean, I don't know why I didn't do it after the first time or the second time. And I honestly believe it's just because I never knew my worth. I didn't know that I was so valuable. I didn't know that I'm amazing. You know, I didn't know that I didn't know. I just didn't know all the good stuff about me because I was just being reminded of how what I thought was that I deserved to be used and abused because it's all that ever happened to me and nobody seemed to really care for me.
I am so, so, so excited to announce that the doors to Abundant Badass University are officially opened. Yay, I'm so excited to have this university open finally. This is for the beautiful, beautiful abundant badasses who are ready to up-level their business and finally step into their true power in their business and in their lives. It is for the coaches, healers, consultants, and service-based providers who are finally ready to step into consistent 10, 20, and 30K months. This is going to work out for you. This is for the person who's done all of the courses, who's done all of the freebies, who has done the long sale pages, the challenges, and nothing has been working. This is for the person who's finally ready to step into their light, finally up-level the world and create a business that lights your soul freaking on fire. This is for coaches, healers, consultants, and service-based providers who are finally ready to up-level themselves and their business. This is a 12-month spiritual business incubator. This is not a membership. This is not a course. This is not a, a membership or any um, actual coaching container. This is an incubator. It's designed for all of the implementation, the handholding, the accountability, and to give you all of the support that you need to create your business and to get you to multiple six figures and beyond. This is open for a limited time and it's for the people who are really looking to get to that next level in your business. I know you've probably been working so damn hard trying to get people to sign up for your programs and it's getting you absolutely nowhere. You're probably living in some financial fear. You don't know if you're good enough. You have some doubts creeping in, but don't worry. This is where this spiritual business incubator comes completely and utterly in, um, in alignment for you. If this is something that you've been looking for and you're looking to finally get your business off the ground, finally start living the life that you've always been meant for and start living the life that you've always deserved, please join us. I'm so excited to have these beautiful, beautiful souls inside of this incubator. You could join us at anyahalama.com forward slash abu dash apply. There is an application process. I will be reaching out to you personally, either myself or my teammate, Christina, and we will get you aligned, get on a call with you to make sure that it is the right incubator for you because I am having so many applications, so many people talking to me. I want to make sure that this is in the right alignment for everyone. There is so much that goes into this incubator, including a step-by-step -step, um, business tutorials. There's a whole bunch of live classes that you get your spiritual routines, your practices. There's a membership area. You get templates, swipes scripts included. There's a one-on-one -on -one component included. There's a weekly hot seat, a weekly um, mastermind, as well as a weekly uh, business energetics call, a weekly sales call, weekly guest speakers. And you do have me one-on-one -on -one monthly every single time. We have different topics every single week. It is absolutely stunning and I cannot wait to have you in there. Again, join us. To join us, go to anyahalama.com forward slash ABU dash apply. The link will be in the show notes as well. And I will see you inside Abundant Badass University. So that's the majority of everything that I went through. And 
I remember times when, you know, my mother would, there would be like a bikini bike wash and they would ask my mom to do it. She's like, oh no, but you know, here's my daughter. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, there were times that we were being bars and she, I remember being angry because she would be drunk and she would just be doing her thing. And I, that's what I learned. I learned how to be in bars. I learned how to drink. I learned how to be promiscuous. I, I learned how to do drugs. I learned how to do all these things when I should have been at home being taken care of by, you know, by my parents and going to school and going to college. And instead I was trying to work at the age of 14, getting a working permit, working in these places that, you know, could barely make enough money to get my own place to stay. Uh, a budget suite cost about 800 bucks. It's like a furnished apartment. It was about 800 bucks a month. And that's a lot for a 14 year old to try to get, you know, with the minimum wage back then, what was it? Eight, eight dollars, eight fifty. And it was really hard. But later on in life, I, I realized I could get two jobs. So later on, I would start working two jobs and, you know, all that negative stuff kept following me because I truly believe that you attract what's in you. And so with all that baggage in me, you can just imagine the type of men that I was attracting. Didn't know my self-worth, drinking, drugs, being promiscuous. That was it. I mean, I can't believe that I was the type of person the way that I was, but I have forgiven myself. And I met my husband when we were going to school, uh, when we were doing our bachelor's degree for construction management, because I was thriving and thriving and thriving or striving and striving to thrive to go to school. And that's when I met him, you know, I had my son and I thought everything was great. You know, we're living in California. We ended up moving to Utah. And in 2019 is when I experienced my transformation. I became depressed and I was shocked. I was like, I thought I rose above all my life. You know, I thought everything was okay, but I couldn't have been more wrong. This blanket of depression came over me and to the point where I just gave up and I was like, I'm just going to lay in bed. I didn't have no desire to get up and get out. I just, it maybe it was like two or three days and you know, my children coming in the room and looking to see why is mommy laying in bed, you know, and that hit me and I started thinking, you know what? My children deserve better than this. They do not deserve to have a mother that's unavailable because I am holding on to all this pain from other people that hurt me. So I said, I, I didn't know what to do. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. And I just met, went on a massive search, Google, searching anything and everything, reading, listening to anything and everything I possibly could. And the words that stood out to me were mind, body, and soul. I've seen it all the time, never knew what it meant, heard of self-love, self-worth, you know, all that stuff, but I never really knew what it meant. And I said, all right, fine. This stuff is supposed to work. I'm going to do it. So I said, every day, I'm going to do something to focus on my mental health, my physical health, and my spiritual health. And what I learned is that by doing that, that's when you start to live in alignment. You live a life of balance. And when you start living in that life of alignment, that's when everything around you starts to change. And it's different for everybody because everybody's, you know, journey is different. But to me, that that is all the same. We are all meant to live in alignment. That is universal. But in my experience, I, I learned and I, it's weird because my husband and I, around this time, my husband and I had also almost gotten divorced because we ended up going through a really ugly fight. I mean, it was probably one of the ugliest ones we've been in. He ended up going to California for a little bit so we could take a breather. And in doing that, 
I was forced to go vendor for my business, Cosmic Sweets, to make money to feed my children because he had lost his job. So finances were, you know, and we had just bought in a house. So it was really stressful. And, but it's such a beautiful thing though, because, because of th that happened, I was forced to face my fear. And after doing so, I realized what was the big deal? Why was I crying? Why was I trembling? Why was I, what is that? Oh, that's your anxiety. You know what? I'm done with that. I, I, when I realized what my anxiety disorder was, that's when I said, you know what? No more. I realized it. And if it weren't for that ugly, you know, mishap with my husband, where certain people thought that I should just get divorced like that. And I'm so grateful I didn't listen to those people. I'm grateful that, you know, I, I took the time to do what I had to do. I hunkered down, I fed my kids, I practiced fighting my fear and I conquered that feat. And it brought me to a female entrepreneur conference that January where I met my amazing book coach, Christine Gale. And she was the one who I met I even hugged her, shared a little bit about my story, cried. I had no idea I was going to meet her. I had no idea who this person was, no idea she was going to be there. It's all a divine intervention, I'm telling you. And this happened after I surrendered, after I said, okay, I'm going to live in alignment. I'm going to do this. I surrendered to my healing. And that's when everything started to happen. You know, the fear, I conquered that. I went to this place, realized I've been trying to write a book for the past, or I wanted to write a book. Like 10 years ago, I mentioned it to my best friend and now it was about to happen. And I remember getting the phone call thinking, oh, okay, this is going to happen. And she explained to me, you know, the cost. And I was like, uh, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to write a book, but then she offered me an internship. So I was able to pay my way. And she said, she kept getting, you know, this, these thoughts that, you know, you need to call Tiffany, you know, Tiffany, Tiffany, this is stuff that she shared with me. And I was like, oh my goodness. And now I'm a published author. <laughs> I, I am a published author. Like I did it. Like if I can do this after experiencing everything that I have, there's, there's nothing I can't do. And then I think about all the people in the world that are suffering like I was, or I have. And that's what makes me want to scream from the mountaintops and share everything that I've experienced and that I've learned because I'm so full of gratitude to everybody that has been in my life in one way or another, the people that have hurt me. I believe that everything happened for me, not to me. I believe that I was chosen to endure everything it is that I endured. And I believe that I was given the traits and the heart and the mind that I was given to conquer all of that so I could be in the place that I am today to share with everybody that no matter what it is that you've gone through in life, you can rise above it. And I truly believe that. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Goodness. Oh my gosh. So we kind of talked beforehand um, a little bit about your story and you definitely just went into everything. I can't believe how similar our stories are. Similar with everyone listening, they already know um, 
very similar drugs, alcohol, rape, all of this trauma with my parents, just so much. And I love this message because this is the same exact message that I preach. No matter what happens to you, you are divinely guided. You're here for a reason. We just have to tune in, tune into ourselves, mind, body, and spirit in order for the divine to come to us and that flow to be within us because that flow is there. It's always there. It's always been there. You've been seeing ones your entire life. It's funny. You were saying that yesterday, actually, I was watching Bruce Almighty last night and he had a pager with him. <laughs> God paged him. <laughs> It was really funny. I was like, I I have to remember this to tell her because you said so much. Angel numbers, man, they're real. (laughs) Yes, they really are. And the vine is always talking to us. It's always leading us. And I'm so happy that we got a chance to meet and to hear your story because it is so beautiful. And anyone that listening, they need to know because I'm preaching this, you're preaching this. We're all need to be in this alignment that beauty is found within ourselves and all the strength, all the power is within you. And no matter what happens to you, because if you listen to different story right now you've heard my story before crap happens it doesn't matter where you came from what matters is where you end up and as long as you have that power within yourself you connect to the divine you connect to those instincts those inklings that you hear all those messages that come through the synchronicities the one one ones that you keep seeing on your phone all of that If you connect to that, your life will be so incredible, so beautiful, and so stunning. Can you chat a little bit about the healing that you did? I know you talk a lot about different healing modalities. Can you talk a little bit about what you did to become this beautiful soul? Yeah, what what I wanted to start with that first was for the mental health, I liked the idea of going to affirmations because that seemed easy enough for me. And I also learned, I could say, I'm beautiful. I'm this, I'm that, but it's not gonna, it's like empty words. Like you have to feel it. You have to mean it and you have to believe it. And so I, I made every effort to do that. Cause I was like, I want this to work. I want to change my life. So I surrendered. That meant I was willing and open to do anything and everything that it took. And that I think is key. So I did started with the affirmations and for the physical, I told my husband, I wanted to start walking around our neighborhood because we have a lake. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And just by being in nature, that helps you connect spiritually. And the walking was physical. And we were really good about the nutrition part. Like we eat a healthy organic diet. We eat lean grass fed meats on occasion sparingly. Um, You know, so we're super healthy eaters. So we had that down pat. And to me, this was like a trifecta because we would go outside and walk physical, being out in nature, spiritual. And while I was out there, I would say my affirmations because that's when I was vibrating at my most high. So I'm like, hey, let's use this as an opportunity to affirm that I am happy, healthy, and whole, to affirm that I am a New York Times bestselling author, to affirm that I am healing the world, that, you know, everything is just beautiful. My life is in abundance. I said anything and everything that I wanted to have in my life for my life that I believe was already happening. And that's what I did. It was like a trifecta. I hit all three and just one walk around the house. And I'm telling you, I noticed a change in everything in me, in my husband. My husband is also comes from a very broken past. And it's such a beautiful thing because he is healing. He is healing. And I made the mistake of trying to heal him years ago. And that 
no, you, that's like, I learned the hard way. You don't do that. You go inward. (laughs) You're supposed to heal you. And I proved it. I did that. And he's healing. My children are benefiting from this because we're less stressed. We're happier. We're living that life of alignment and abundance, you know, and I worry sometimes because I know some people might be trying and fighting for that life, but I really believe like you, it does matter because if you're, I know some people take medications because they feel like they have to cope. It's my belief that you need to feel to heal. I mean, that's what I was doing. I was numbing all my pains and emotions. No wonder I didn't heal, you know, but you have to feel to heal and it might hurt, but afterwards that's when you feel free and at peace. And there's so many other things there's, I pay attention to numerology now because after experiencing those ones and now they're 44s, I'm not sure if you know what the four means, but now it's doubled. So it's the 44s. And I've been watching all these YouTube videos of it describing everything. And it's saying that, you know, all your hard work is paying off. And so it's like, this is my turning point in my life. And it's just like, it's just amazing. Cause I, I thought that this was unreachable, but it's not. And it just started by me doing those three simple little things. That was it. And it can be different for anybody. Like physically, maybe somebody doesn't want to jog. Okay. So walk, or maybe some people, you know, they have too much weight and it hurts to walk. And I get that. So maybe swim because it renders you weightless. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I designed this self-care chapter in the back of my book, the way that I did. So anybody could grab it and pick anything that they want from the mental health, physical health and spiritual health portion. And it's also got tidbits for them to learn. So it, you can really make it to work for you, whatever resonates with you, whatever works for your lifestyle. You can do this. Every human being, like you said, has this amazing power inside of us. It's not there, it's not there, it's not there, it's in you. Start looking inside yourself. That's where the beauty is, you're, you're right, I love it. I love hearing you because it makes me happy because it's confirmation that yes. <laughs> yes, we're on this path together, <laughs> healing soul <Love> sisters. <laughs> so that is really beautiful. And I love how simple that is because anyone listening, we, I have listeners from all walks of the world and coming from all walks of their into their spirituality. Some are really experienced, some aren't. So it's so simple, just a simple walk outside or a simple swim that automatically will connect you inside. And then you'll have that beautiful alignment, body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. And that that's when the beauty happens. That's when the joy and everything that you've been manifesting and working for comes into fruition and comes into place where you feel like we're feeling right now. Like yes. this is it. And we want more <laughs> of that, right? I'm so grateful. So thank you so much, Tiffany. Where can people find you? Where can they buy your book? Where can they follow you and get a hold of you? Uh, my book is currently available on Amazon. I just launched my book on Wednesday, the 24th. I'm going to have it as a 99 cent Kindle ebook version, probably for about another week. So I want everybody to have the opportunity to go and read it and leave a review. Let everybody else learn the power of healing behind the book. I do have the paperback available uh, that you can order from Amazon. Uh, those that are interested in receiving a signed copy by me can order through my website, which is unlockingyourabilitytoheal.com. And if you're interested in just learning about my empire and everything else that I'm doing, you can go to tiffanypatlin.com and that shares more about everything that I'm doing to help heal the world. 
That is beautiful. We all need more healers on this world, especially right now with everything going on. We need yes. more people like yourself and myself where we're just yes. so ecstatic to help others and bring the unity, raise the consciousness and really wake everyone the fudge up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thank you again, Tiffany. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Spirituality for Badass Babes podcast. I would greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart if you could support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. It would mean the world to me and it'll help spread the message of light and love that we are all here to share. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to invite you into our Facebook community at Spirituality for Badass Babes, where we share more daily tips, tricks on spirituality, manifesting, entrepreneurship, and coming together as a collective sisterhood to raise the frequency and heal together.